Are you talking shift? We are. It's time for the We're Talking Shift podcast. Now, now, now. Here to talk shift, Lori Bischoff. We're talking shift. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to We're Talking Shift, the podcast where we talk shift because I believe the antidote to feeling stuck begins in our minds with a shift in our thinking, which is why I really love talking with other people who are also deep thinkers and coaches and therapists, um, authors, and other people who are just really using their voices and their experiences and their expertise to help people get unstuck and create their version of a sweet life. My mission is really to help you achieve yours. So continuing on with relationship tips. In fact, you know what? I realized um, I was I was doodling around some notes uh, the other day. And I've decided, I think we're going to call this relationships. It's uh, sometimes that's what we got to do, right? As things are moving and shifting and evolving in our relationships, we need to shift. That's what we're, you know, we're talking shift here. That's the whole idea. So I think we're going to like call this segment relationships. And uh, so we're going to go on with uh, tip number four today, which is replacing arguing with talking and listening. How's that for some new advice? <laughs> Not like you've never heard that before, but how? Because sometimes in the heat of the moment, it is really, really difficult. Um, but I'll tell you what, if you can master the art of, of listening and talking and replace arguing and fighting with that, it's, it's a game changer. It will change your relationship. It'll, it'll change your entire world together. So I think we're going to take a, uh, a dive into that with some do's and don'ts. And as I've been doing lately, I'm going to ask TJ to jump in and join us and we're going to explore this topic. So come on down, TJ. Relationships. I like that. Yeah. Relationships is, uh, let's, uh, yeah. let's put that on a t-shirt, I think. I think so. It's uh, I think it's pretty cool, actually. I was I was pretty tickled with myself. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm like I must be the first to ever come up with this, but chances are, if I googled it, there's probably like somebody's already. Ah, uh, don't Google it. Don't Google it. I, I just I can't. I can't. I'm going to go there. I'll I'll lose my steam. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> anyway, so um, how do you guys do? Uh, again, you've been married nine years. You've been together for even longer than that. Uh, is, is arguing and fighting something that you've been able to master in, in your own um, marriage? See, here's my problem. I like to argue. I hate fighting, mm-hmm. but I like to argue. And, and to me, oh, tell me more. To me, arguing is constructive. If I make a statement and I can, like, think about this. Think about court. What do you have? You have opening and closing what? Arguments. Argument. Mm-hmm. Right. You don't have opening and closing fights. You have you have arguments. And there's nothing wrong with making an argument. When that argument, though, turns into a fight, then we've got issues. Right. And right. I can I can I can make a very cerebral argument, but I can't make it a very a very emotional argument. If I make an emotional argument, then it becomes a fight. And uh, I think that, again, it comes down to one being constructive, uh, another one, the other being destructive. And uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm up for a good argument. Never a good fight, though. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, fighting, not, and yeah, totally counterproductive. Um, it, you know, once you 
once you step into that arena where you've moved from, even if, you know, arguing, you could say even maybe a, a heated discussion, but once you step into the fighting, that's when, you know, you really, your goal becomes something other than getting your point across. Your goal becomes about winning at all costs. Right. And, and that's bad. And Yeah. Yeah. Cause that means, um, it's going to turn into a power struggle. Somebody's going to win. Somebody's going to lose, which really means both people lose. Well, like um, even even when it it becomes a, a fight and like the the point is winning, now we've we've basically lost all sort of rationale. You know what I mean? People uh -huh. now just like it, it, it's a battle in an overall war, and and I don't know that that's that's the vibe that I get from people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because if winning is the goal, it's no longer about what was the whole point of the difference of opinion in the first place? What was the thing that we were trying to accomplish, um, which was not necessarily to win, but maybe, you know, to um, find it could be to find a solution to something. Right. Um, but, but now it's just about I win, you lose and I hate you. <laughs> Pretty much. I <laughs> mean, th that's the thing. No one ever walks away from an argument, I, I think, really with with sad feelings but almost always someone walk i mean heck i think both people walk away with maybe upset feelings in a fight even if you won the overall fight and and by the way just because someone concedes in a fight doesn't mean you actually won in fact maybe they're oh, placating no. you and it's just going to be carried over to another day yeah that that's a false win that's yeah. that's a false win um, you, you've really lost because the damage, there's been damage, right. damage has been done. Scar tissue will form. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's, it's very hard to, it can be very difficult to heal that kind it, of stuff. It, it can be, but it's, but it's something that has to be really attended to. Right. And, and again, so, going back to my weird fight analogies, uh, when it comes to relationships, but scar tissue, it tends to cut very easily and open back up. And yeah. uh, when you do damage to something, even if it will heal, uh, it, it's very easy to open those wounds up again. Right. Totally. Totally. It's it's a very um, it's a sensitive issue. So really, you know, this is just a uh, another form, an aspect of communication that when you are in relationship with somebody, you guys, you know, we, we it's really important to find out how you're going to communicate when you have a difference of opinions, when there's, when an argument erupts, how do you manage that so that everybody is, um, is heard and respected and it doesn't escalate to a fight, which is, you know, what we've just, uh, determined is different. I really hadn't even thought that deeply about it. To, to be honest, TJ. So I'm really glad that you that you framed it up like that. That's pretty interesting. I would have just without thinking deeper about it, I would have put arguing and fighting almost in the same category. Um, and maybe a lot of people would because maybe maybe to them they're one in the same. Maybe maybe every difference of opinion um, or you know communicative um, conflict it just turns automatically into a fight. I mean, everybody's different. It, it does but, for a lot uh, of people, I believe. But, you know, no one ever says, oh, you, you like, I mean, you'll get complimented for having a good point or you make a good argument. No one will ever say, oh, you make a good fight. Right. You know? <laughs> True. That's awesome. Yeah, because I think it's, I mean, it's fun when you have, it's, it's fun in the sense that, 
um, you know, if if you can have that that argument or or share opposing opinions about something, it's good because you are. It's either going to make you feel stronger about your own point of view, or it's going to make you open up and 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 consider that maybe there's another um, valid point to be made that you hadn't thought of before. And if none of those happens, if nothing else, you establish that you and your partner, it's okay to, um, to not agree on something. You're not going to agree on everything. So um, have, creating understanding for why your partner has a difference of opinion is, is really the biggest part, I think, so that you can just go, well, you know what, I get it. I don't agree. It's not for me, but I get, I get you and I respect it. And, and then, you know, you, you move on. Right. 100%. Yeah. So I think that, um, you know, a lot of times if we let things escalate too much, one of the most obvious, and we've heard, been hearing this ever since I can remember is, um, don't go to bed angry. You know, I think that, and I think that that's really important. If you're having an, if you're having an argument and you haven't been able to come to a, 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 you know, a point of resolution or the point where you can say, okay, you know what, I, I understand, um, we agree to disagree and, and you can, you know, move on from it and everybody's okay. But I think if you haven't reached that point, I, I think that a lot of, t- I really don't think you should go to bed if it's late at night before you find that place of, of s- uh, some version of peace. I agree. Cause I think you're poisoning the next day, to be honest with you. If I yeah. go to bed upset, I'm going to wake up upset. Yes, exactly. You wake up. It's the first thing that's in your mind. Chances are, if it's, uh, you know, if it's, if it's a big deal, you've, you've probably woken up several times throughout the night thinking about it and you get, you know, you get a bad night's sleep and then you wake up tired with the same thing on your mind, the same negative energy instead of a fresh start. So you just sort of almost pick up where you left off and that that's no good because now you're exhausted on top of it. So try to, if you have this type of a conflict going on, do everything you can to find resolution or, um, you know, some sort of peace about the issue before you go to bed. The, the next thing I think is a really good point to make, and this is a huge one with me. I do not think that you should ever under any circumstances swear at your partner. I just, I have a huge pet peeve about that. And I don't mean, I don't mean swearing in the context of your conversation. I mean, that's one thing, but I'm talking about, you know, F you, yep. you're an, you know, I'm talking about at your partner, yep. at them, calling them names. I think that that is an absolute line you should never, ever cross. You should never call, you know, you're, you should never say you're a, you know, a mother effer. You should never say you're a bitch. You should never, ever go there. I don't think under any circumstances, I think it is a deal breaker. 100%. And, um, yeah. I also draw the line with someone hanging up on me. If you hang yeah. up on me, I'm sorry. Like, we shouldn't talk. We just shouldn't talk. Right. Because it, it's they're, yeah. they're both childish childish antics, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. They're, um, they, again, they make things worse. They just make things worse. Um, and if, you're, if your goal is to have um, a mature, harmonious relationship, 
You don't do things that are going to make it worse, make it devolve, make it less mature. <laughs> it's just, it's so counterproductive. But, you know, in that same category as, as swearing at your partner, um, hanging up on them, um, it's talking down to them, um, being condescending. I mean, it's just when you have a total lack of reverence and respect for your partner, I just, uh, no matter how angry or upset, maybe they did something that was really, maybe they just screwed up royally and they know it. Everybody knows it. They made a, a big, nasty mess out of something. Even under that circumstance, y you could still have your argument and you can still do what you need to do to work through that. But even then, I think you should never, ever do those things. I don't think that you should ever talk to your partner um, in a way that, um, like you would never talk to your boss or somebody that you greatly revered or had great respect for. A lot of people, um, would never think about talking like that to certain people ever under any circumstances, yet they'll turn around and the person that they purport to love, the person that they sleep with, the, the, you know, mother or father of their children, that person, they'll say the most horrific things to right. I don't and get it. It's something that yeah. we were talking about sort of last uh, last time we did this relationship uh, segment. Mm -hmm. um, you know, th there is some unconditional love. And I think that there are times that people sort of take advantage of that going, oh, you know what? I can talk to them this way and nothing really bad is going to happen. They're not going to leave me. They're not going to uh, hurt me, harm right. me, et cetera. And it's like, well, don't take advantage of that and, and just be mean. You know what I mean? Like you, you have to yeah. respect people and especially the ones that we love the most. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, they may not leave you and they may still love you, but they they may stop liking you. Oh, and that, that, they that, may. That's a really yeah. good point. Yeah. That's a really good point. I think that there are a lot of people that are in love, but at the same time, maybe don't necessarily like their partner. They don't like them anymore. They want to. But because of certain things like that, yeah. the partner, you know, is making it real hard. To, they're, they're no longer very likable, you know. So on, on the deepest level, of course, you maybe you can still love that person. But but uh, then there's that other part that goes, yeah, you know what? I might uh, I might be thinking about loving them from afar because I no longer like them. I no longer um, yeah. can uh, feel I should be spoken to that way. That, that, that's that a really good fair. point. And it kind of goes back to the overall topic here. That there is a difference between arguing and fighting and, and it may not seem that way at the surface, but there's also a big difference between liking and loving. You can definitely love someone and, and not like them. You can also definitely like someone and not love them. But, uh, mm -hmm. you know, I, I think sure. it's, it's much worse to love someone and not necessarily like them. Totally, totally. And when you are, um, you know, those things that like you said, the difference between um, um, arguing and fighting and, um, you know, I think talking to your partner like that, talking down to your partner, being condescending, uh, lack of respect, swearing at them. To me, that falls into the fighting category because those are attacks. Right. Even though even though you don't you may not feel like, oh, just because I'm um, ridiculing my partner, I'm not attacking them. But you right. are That's well, being condescending in any form is is an attack and maybe people think that arguing is an, an aggressive sort of mindset an offensive mindset and sure maybe it is you want to prove your point but attack with facts don't attack with just verbal assaults because 
I, I don't need to call someone a bad name or uh, sink to childish sort of antics if what I am arguing is correct and right. You know what I mean? Like if, if I feel yeah. if I feel what I if I feel that I have a virtuous sort of mindset in what I'm arguing for, then then I don't need to be a bully. I don't need to be mean. Right, right. And really your delivery, I think you you know, it doesn't even need to be. You could take attack right out of that. If you have if you have facts and depending on what the context is, if you've got things to support your your point of view or whatever you're trying to get across, then it's something that you present. And when you present something, you know, that's in a way that is um, thoughtful and respectful, it's not an attack. But but the presentation uh, we can go either way. And I think when you when you present anything or put forth something in the form of an attack, then naturally the person on the receiving end is going to be defensive. Right. And that means there's usually going to be a counterattack. Now you're moving back into fight into the ring, right? Right. And you don't want to go there. Um, now that is a perfect lead into the next um, the next point, which is don't avoid the argument. So if there's if there's something if there's something that's up for you that's really bugging you, um, you know whatever it is, whether it's uh, your partner's habit of of constantly leaving, you know, toothpaste all over the bathroom sink. It could be something like, you know, as simple as that, or it could be something bigger, like, you know, um, you leave the car on empty every single time. And I, I, I ran out of, you know, gas with, um, junior in the back on my, you know, on my way to daycare, whatever it is, you can't avoid it. You have to, you got to bring it up. But you can choose to bring up the stuff that's really bugging you in a calm and constructive way, you know, that's going to lead to a better outcome rather than, you know, unleashing on the other person because you've let something build up for so long. You've been avoiding it and you let it build up and then it comes out, um, you know, in maybe a really opportune place, like in public or in front of other people, you know, at a, at a party or after you've had a few cocktails, <laughs> you know, I mean, there's, it just don't avoid it when stuff comes up, you know, if it's becoming something that you know is bugging, don't bugging you, don't, don't just let it sit in there and simmer and percolate so that it, it you explode at a really opportune time and in a really bad way. You got to, I think, have, um, you know, have the confidence and maybe the courage to bring something up, present it and say, you know what, how do we how do we come to some sort of a solution that we can both be OK with about this situation? Right. It's got to be constructive. I agree. One hundred percent. I mean, really yeah. not much more to say there. I think uh, yeah. it, it's funny what you're saying may maybe is enlightening to people. But when you really also think about it, it's just. It's common sense. It's relationship common sense in so many ways. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, but it's amazing how that's why, I, again, I go back to you have to combine your head and your heart because the common sense part you, comes from your head. The emotional part it comes from your heart. And you've got to have both. That's my, you know, that's my take. I think that I think it's really important that you have a heart and you come at things from a, 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 a true desire to want to be understanding and empathetic and compassionate and thoughtful 
all of those are, you know, emotions that are, are heartfelt emotions. You have to really want to connect with your partner at, you know, heart to heart, but you also have to come at this from a way that your head is involved so that you are being mindful of how you are using your words because emotions can get out of control. And if you're letting emotions run the show, like, and you let those run wild and, and you're not putting any logic or, or mindful, you know, thought into it, then you start to kind of lose control of yourself and the whole situation. I agree with that. Um, yeah. Yeah. So here's a, here's, I think an, an interesting one too, that a lot of people are guilty of stating their opinion as a fact. So, um, that's, that's really tricky. And I think that like, um, let's see, what's an example. Uh, let's say you think your partner is being disrespectful. Let's say that you feel like going back to an earlier point that you feel that they are speaking to you in a really disrespectful way. Um, you, you could state it as a fact, which is you talk to me like shit and you treat me like crap and you're speaking to me very disrespectfully, which may actually be the case. But if you state it as an opinion instead, like, wow, you know, I really felt disrespected and it hurt my feelings when you said this in this way to me, it's going to be received in a totally different way. Because when you say it's a fact, here's what you did again, you automatically put that person on the defense and they're usually their knee jerk reaction is to want to defend their action to defend their words. And so you're back into attack and defend mode. Whereas if you instead make your point from the place of, well, here's how you made me feel. Here's the, my, you know, it's an opinion based. I felt like this because of this and, and the way you said or did whatever. And it, and I would just really like to talk about how in the future, you know, if this comes up, uh, we can approach this differently so that we each feel better, you know, whatever it is, you get the difference between fact and opinion. 100%. Um, and even if it feels like it's fact to you, it still may just be your opinion or it's your perception of an opinion that makes it fact that that is the issue do you know what i mean and uh i think a lot of people uh i mean i think more often than not we can almost deal with other people's issues uh better than we can deal with our own sometimes because we can take some of that emotion out of it and when people are you know arguing or fighting with their partner they they're, they're seeing it through a certain you know, lens. And if you're able to separate yourself from, from that emotion, sometimes you'll find out that facts really aren't facts and they're just your perception or opinion of something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and a lot of times I think what happens a lot is people, um, take things personally that really it wasn't the, it wasn't the intention of your partner to make it personal. It was just the, the way that they, you know, said something or the way they do things. And they're just, um, it doesn't mean that it make it right what they said or did, but they, it wasn't their intention, but you took it personally, you made it about you. And, and now you, you know, now you have an issue. So again, being able to say, you know, 
rather this is what's going on this is what you're doing fact 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 this is you know when you start out anything with this is you are um, you're stating something in a very fact from a very factual you know position um, so again you just keep landing back in the ring back in attack and defense mode um, okay and back to that don't don't do it in public oh my <laughs> that's god that's the too. biggest thing yes <laughs> right i mean how i i don't know how many times i've i've come across this but my wife and i'll be out on a date night or at dinner somewhere even with our son and the couple next to us in in a booth at a restaurant they're just having a full-on argument like full-on like heated passionate argument and it's like Come on, guys. Like, you're now ruining other people's nights out because you can't sort of contain the situation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everybody around you is uncomfortable. Right. And and sometimes, you know, and sometimes you've, you know, maybe been around around a couple um, where you can tell that maybe they were, you know, arguing or having a fight uh, right before they got there. And they're they're trying to just be civil, but the energy is still permeating the air, and there's still the little sarcastic barbs oh, yeah. that are going back and forth. And they, and again, maybe they're not actually having the verbal all out in front of you, right? But oh, passive they aggression, mentally and emotionally are, and everybody can feel it, right? And, like uh, passive aggression is like the most sort of not subtle, subtle uh, jab in the world when people are are you know throwing throwing jabs with that sort of passive aggressive style like i i would rather people just start screaming at each other to be honest with you because it builds such a tension in the air that's ridiculous yeah that's um that's a tricky one to deal with i think too for people it's just it's um oh, what's the word? it's very manipulative oh yeah passive very. aggressiveness it's yeah. Very man- manipulative. That's like a, that's like a whole show in itself. That's just that's a tricky one. But yeah, it's it's uh, when people are doing taking their um, their their fighting into any any t- type of public situation, it's just creating awkward and discomfort for everybody in, you know, within uh, earshot or within the in the room because the energy is just going out everywhere and you'd be really better off to just just pass yeah i mean <laughs> I, don't I, go. I hate to say it but i feel it's the same way it's pda public display of affection and public display of aggression you know neither yeah. need to be out in public it just it it's it's uncomfortable yeah yeah i agree all right next point um so you're having your your argument and uh one partner is doing something like uh avoiding eye contact looking at the ceiling, rolling their eyes, right? Looking away. So basically, even though you're present and you're maybe having the discussion and you say, like, I'm listening, but you're actually being super dismissive because, because you're doing, you've got these antics going around of eye rolling and, you know, have exasperated size. And so basically you're, um, being completely disrespectful and um, minimizing everything that your partner is saying just by your body language. It's rude. It's I agree. rude. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So show some respect to your partner, make eye contact as they speak. Um, don't be, just don't be rude. Don't be rude. 
Um, and along with that, like, yeah, don't, don't shake your head. Don't shake your head. No, it shuts down the communication. And you know, when you, when you're not willing to, um, when you're not willing to try to be understanding and, and listen to your partner and, and at least show a little bit of, uh, willingness to hear them, it's just arrogant. It's really arrogant. It, it, you're, you, it's stubborn, which is very immature. And, um, you know, it, you just, you don't have to agree, but you really have to try to show that you understand where they're coming from. And you're doing the opposite of that when you're eye rolling and exasperated sighs and shaking your head and all of that is, um, is saying something else. Um, I think also that, oh, don't let me forget this one before I move on body language, folding your arms. You know how, when you fold your arms, that's like a, it's like a classic defensive. I'm not, I'm not budging. Right. It's kind of like, yep. you know what I mean? It, it's yeah. I mean, <laughs> you, you speak just as loud with your physical, uh, demeanor as you yeah. do with your words. Yeah, yeah, waving your finger in the other person's face, folding your arms, all of that stuff, my, frowning, making oh, faces. The, the hardest one for me to stomach, and, and I hope my wife's not listening, uh, I can't handle when she rolls her eyes at me. Lori, when she rolls her eyes at me, I, I'd rather her just push me down a flight of stairs. Okay, I'm being a little bit hyperbolic. <laughs> but, yeah, no, it, it uh-huh. just it, it, it lands with just the same sort of intention, like, when my wife rolls her eyes at me, it's like, okay, you're not taking me seriously at all, and it drives me crazy. Right, right, right. And you want to be taken seriously by your partner. You deserve to. My biggest thing, but this is a joke. We we actually make this laugh. We we've been together a, a long time, and so my thing is, um, we turn we try to turn everything, you know, humorous. And so my thing is, um, when Eric. <laughs> say something that I'm like, if I don't agree, or I think I've definitely got a, a, a different perspective. I just look at him and I just raise one eyebrow. Um, and, he, <laughs> and he just, he laughs, he knows it's like our signal. Like mm, we probably need to, uh, we probably need to talk about this right. or we did, this is just too funny to even actually right. go any further. <laughs> well, it's, 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 it's sort of like humor kind of fixes everything in the most tense everything. moments. You know, you, you yeah. have to be able to laugh a little bit. I mean, talk to any combat veteran. They talk about how, you know, some of the scariest things are going on around them in a war zone and they're cracking on one another. They're making jokes. Why? Because it's the only way to, to sort of uh, alleviate the pressure yeah. of some of life's most difficult sort of emotions and feelings. Yeah, yeah. It diffuses those really um, intense, scary or negative or whatever. It's it's like a diffusion. It's just, uh, it it's miraculous. Humor works miracles and will take you far if you are able to use it um, constructively and playfully in your relationship, especially when you're having, um, an argument yep. for sure. It's, uh, it is the best fix ever, I think. Um, so yeah, we have a, we have a lot of that. We laugh a lot. It's good. Um, okay. Next point. Don't concentrate only on their words. So you're hearing words 
But sometimes we don't all have the gift of communicating that well. Sometimes, you know, your partner's trying to tell you something, but they just... They're just not that great. Oh. <laughs> They're just not that great at coming up with the right words at the right time in the right way. So you really, you know, cut up a break. If you really know and love this person or want to know them, then you really have to shift sometimes from the words that they're saying um, and put your focus on their heart. I'm so guilty right? of so, this, Lori. Like, uh, I, I'm, I'm very much guilty of giving my wife a hard time if she says something she doesn't mean, like if she says, hey, can you grab the glasses to start the car? I know she means keys. I know this, right? Uh-huh. But I'll be like, yeah, why would you want glasses for the car? She's like, that's not what I meant. Like, I know that. I know. But like, for whatever reason, like, I, I just I take everything so literally, like I'm just a literal person. And like, I, I, uh-huh. I, I, I bring things up like that that I shouldn't bring up, especially when we're having an argument. It's it's bad. Yes. It's, it's probably my biggest yeah. flaw as a as a person in a relationship. So are you really thinking she's asking for glasses or is this your are you just being sarcastic? You I'm know being, she I'm means. I'm being sarcastic. Yeah. I'm being You're sarcastic. being sarcastic. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah. Yeah. So that's different, right, than taking everything literally. You you're you're taking the literal delivery, but you're responding with sarcasm because you know that you know you, Yes. That's not what she was asking. You know, you know what? I I brought this to your attention. You're just repeating the words that I said. And I still feel like shame and anger with myself because like (laughs) it's a problem. It's it's definitely one of my uh, biggest faults. And uh, yeah, I got I got to get better at it. Well, you know, I mean, again, I just what we just said bring humor into it. And does she know that you're just being sarcastic? Oh, yeah. Just laugh about it. No, she she. It's been 14 years, Lori. The the laughter's yeah. gone from that part of our relationship. She's just annoyed, and she should be. So, you know. okay, she does not appreciate the sarcasm. No, no, nor should she really. It's not. Gotcha. It's not helpful. Okay. All right. Well, now now you have uh, something to chew on, and we'll uh, we'll see how things go next time we talk about that, huh? <laughs> you know, uh, we we yeah. got we got we got to always figure out something to work on in our lives. Yeah, we do. There's always more to work on. So, so getting, um, getting super hung up on the exact words that your spouse is using, um, can, you know, unless you know what their point is, but if you don't know, you're, you know, if you're not really trying to focus on their heart, you're just missing the whole point. So, uh, that's just, that's good for people to be aware of that. Not everybody is a gifted communicator. So cut your partner some slack. Oh, yeah. Um, and that's another thing that she always gets on me for, too. If I don't use my words correctly, uh, she will like to point out that I uh, speak for a living. So, ah, you know, OK. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. You know. give and take, give and yeah, take. I, we, 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 we both yeah. have our faults. Well, we, and we all do. I mean, we all have our, our stuff. It's just no matter how no matter how many um you know, bumps in the road, you navigate well and okay, we've got that dialed in. We've, we've found a solution or a way to communicate about that. Um, you know, still it can, other things will come up or, um, it may show up in a new way and you've got to, uh, figure out, you gotta get, you gotta get busy and find a new way to approach it. So it's good for us. It's always stretching us to grow. It's good. Um, okay. So let's, uh, if you're going to be arguing, make sure that it's worth it. 
right? Make, make, um, make sure that this is something worth arguing about, or is this something that is really so stupid? Like in a few months or years, is anybody going to care at all about what the topic is that you're arguing about right now? So I think, you know, choosing the battle, so to speak, choosing the argument wisely, is, I think a lot of people spend way too much time arguing over, over things, wasting time on it and energy, uh, things that are so insignificant that, you know, you would, you'd be so much better off directing your focus and attention and your communication on something productive. Cause I think there's a lot of wasted resources going to arguing over just really stupid shit. 100%. So yeah. Yeah. Ar make, argue, make argue, it, it, yeah. Argue about things that are worth arguing over, you know, like that, that will make, you, you can have a conversation about and we'll move on and be better for. Yeah. And it's, and then it's, and then, it, you know, if it's a topic worth arguing about, make sure that it's, um, that you make it worth it at the end of the day by getting some problem solving done. Right. So if, if it's some, if there's something that's up for, for the, uh, each, each of you or one of you, that's got to be sorted through, um, it, it doesn't really, you know, what's the point if you're like, well, all right, I get I, I hear you. I hear you. You hear me. Um, but there's no real resolution or any problem solving. So depending on what it is, it's like, you know, which, you know, which side of the driveway should the trash can go on? You know, that's not really a, um, it's not really something you should spend a lot of time on, but you probably want to find a solution to it. <laughs> Pick a spot. So you both agree and, you know, and, and move on. But some things um, just never get resolved, and then the argument keeps showing up. So figure it out, whatever it is, find a solution, and then move on from it. And stay on topic. I think that that is something also that happens is, especially if, if um, one or both partners has a tendency to stuff stuff down and, you know, they don't, uh, they wait until they're about to burst. Um, and then something else comes up and it's like a trigger. So whatever the, whatever sort of triggered it all of a sudden becomes, um, more of just an opening for all this other stuff. So you get off topic, but then you, but you get, you know, into the deep end of the pool and there's a bunch of other stuff that you've been, you know, let percolating. Uh, so I think that staying on topic and making sure that you're not veering off in like, and another thing, you know, and another thing, you know, your mother-in-law and another thing, you know, there's <laughs> your late hours. I mean, it's just, you could find a whole bunch of stuff and then it's very hard to get into a place of looking for peace and harmony and a solution when all of a sudden you got this whole mixed bag of tricks that you just threw out on the table. 100%. Yeah. All right. So I think part of, part of having your difference of opinion, your arguing is how to learn the art of listening, because that's part, uh, a huge part of the problem in when people have something that they need to bring up that's uncomfortable um, the, it's one thing to be able to articulate what's up for you. So we've talked a lot about that, 
But the other half of the equation is, um, can you listen to your partner? How are you re- able to receive and respond to the information? So um, I think that I think that demonstrating um, that you are willing to sit and listen and really hear your partner is super important. Um, I mean, have you, I mean, we've all probably been there where you're, you're talking to somebody about something that's, um, even if it's not important, you're just trying to have a conversation and somebody's like preoccupied. Um, they're looking, they're not making eye contact. They're looking around. They're distracted by what else is going on in the room or the environment. They're looking at their phone or, you know, they're just, they're mentally somewhere else. You can tell even if they're looking at you, but they're not really seeing you, you know, you can feel it. Um, so staying, staying focused and clear of distractions when you are having a conversation or an argument of any, you know, level with somebody is really, really important. Don't, don't be roaming around um, mentally somewhere else. It's, it's very disrespectful and you're not going to get much accomplished. So maintain eye contact, you know, clear your mind, concentrate on your partner's words. Um, it's, it's really about being an active listener. You want to be intentionally listening, right? You, you know, most people are talking too much and they're not listening enough. And that's, that's just kind of like, across the board uh, about everything. A lot of people are just doing way too much of the talking. They're not listening enough and they're not really listening with the goal of understanding. They're not listening with the goal of being empathetic. They're listening just for waiting for an opportunity to, to reply or to say their piece, you know, to get their two cents in. So the goal becomes more about being heard rather than hearing Makes sense. Oh, yeah. And I mean, the 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 best way to prove your point is by absorbing someone else's point of view and then logically explaining to them why they are maybe misguided and why you feel the way that you do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you have to you have to be a um, you have to just use you know, really it's about manners. When you think about it, all of this advice, all of this, these tips and everything, really you could boil it down to just have some freaking manners. Just be, be kind, be patient. Um, you know, listen to the other person, try to see things from their perspective. You don't have to agree, share your thoughts and opinions about it. Come to a solution. If that's what the nature of the topic is that you need to find a solution but a lot of that just comes down to to manners, which is, you know, something that, again, is uh, becoming a, a lost art, I think, <laughs> especially with social media, because you can get away with stuff with nobody um, holding your feet to the fire. But I think that staying on topic um, and being um, an intentional listener, an active listener, and, you know, responding in ways that show your partner, the person that you are listening, um, you know, you're, you're making eye t- contact. Um, maybe, in, you know, if this is your significant other, if this is somebody that you're in relationship with, even um, being able to 
reach out and touch that person on the arm or touch them on the hand or the shoulder, that is a really meaningful way that communicates to your partner, even if you guys are at different, you know, ends of the spectrum on whatever the topic is, but it still communicates to your partner that, you know, you're, um, you're sympathetic or you're empathetic. Um, and you're just, you're affirming that, Hey, even though we might not have the same point of view on this, it's, uh, I still, you know, we're still connected heart to heart. So, that's another form of body language that you can use um, to keep things in the right place rather than putting distance between you. Um, you know, nodding your head when the person is talking is an effective way that tells that person, uh, yes, I'm, I'm hearing you and I understand what you're saying. I'm listening to you. That's, uh, that's important. And it's, again, this is all body language, you know, eye contact, nodding your head, maybe touching them. Um, and just, just letting them know, I hear you. I do hear you. Uh, another thing that you can do is repeating back to your partner what you thought you just heard them say. Because, boy, it is really interesting how you can say something and then your partner will can repeat it back to you. And it's not what you just said. They heard something different than the words you just delivered. So that's a really interesting thing to come back and, and, you know, in, when you're in the heat of it or in the thick of it and, and say, wait, I want to make sure that I understand what you just said, because a lot of times what you just heard is not what they intended for you to hear. You know, that so old either, game of telephone when you were a kid, like you would sit in a circle with your classmates and you'd say something. And by the time it made it all the way back to you, it was something completely different. Like, yes. Like, I feel yeah. like we play that same game with ourselves and with our partner, but it's not necessarily the words that get messed up. It's the interpretation. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Because when I mean, certain words evoke certain emotions in people so that the emotion changes the context for them a lot of times. So it's really important when you repeat back and say, I think this is what you said. I just want to make sure. And that gives them a chance to say, okay, that's not what I meant or, or here's the intention behind what I said. And, and I don't want you to misunderstand what I meant so that you can clarify your meaning so that everybody knows that, you know, what you just said, you have the same, um, meaning and you're operating from the same space. It shows that you, you know, you heard more than their words. It shows that you understand and you felt their heart. So again, you are fostering that heart to heart connection. Um, and then really at the, at the end, you know, wrapping things up to make sure that everybody is feeling like, okay, we got through this and maybe it was uncomfortable, but we got through it. And we feel like we're in a good place. And then it's always, it's always great to say, all right, is there, is there anything I can help with? How can I help you? What do we need to do moving forward to make sure that we, you know, get this task uh, done or that we make sure that we stay in this place of understanding. So offering to support each other moving forward is a really great way to sort of put a cap on things. Make sense? 100%. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think that those are some really, really great things for people to work on or to keep in mind when you are finding yourself in a place of 
verbal conflict, <laughs> whether you want to call it difference of opinion, um, different perspectives, or arguing, uh, basically all of those tips will help you finesse that and get through those what can be very uncomfortable places um, in a way that is productive rather than a way that escalates it to a fight and now you're in a boxing match and somebody's going to, everybody is going to lose ultimately. So once again, this was awesome. Thank you for hanging out and uh, diving into this stuff with me today, TJ. I love having you on here doing this. No, it's, it's, it's fun for me. And, and like I said, uh, I, I think we all sort of know this stuff, but unless it's articulated or unless we sort of think about it, we, we, we have it, but it's like useless information because we can't acknowledge it. We don't know we know it until we know it, if that makes sense. Totally. Yep, totally. All right, everyone, thanks for hanging out with us today. I hope this conversation has left you feeling inspired and perhaps has given you some new tools for how to have more harmonious conversations with your partner when you don't always see eye to eye on things. It's never, ever too late to try new approaches that can help us get unstuck from old, unproductive ways of communicating with our partner. If you know somebody that needs to hear this, don't be shy. Share the link with them. Help them out. Subscribe to the We're Talking Shift podcast if you haven't already so that you'll always be notified when a new episode drops. And hey, um, you know what? Do me a favor. And if you find value in what you heard and you think others might too, it would make me smile and feel like all warm and fuzzy if you would just take two quick seconds to show me the love and give me a rating. That would be awesome. If you're trying to make some shift happen in your life or your relationship and think that some guidance could help you find out what private coaching with me is all about, just check out lauribischoff.com or we're talking shift.com any of the social media platforms, and you will find me there. Thanks for listening, everybody. I will talk to you next week. Stay feisty, my friends, and go make some shift happen. You too, Gary V. The preceding podcast was a TJ DeSantis production. Comments, questions, and inquiries can be directed to desantisprod at gmail.com.